Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. I missed. Like, totally missed. I hit the door. Get when you treat it like a frat house. Well, ball is not life for the P-Man, as we just learned. I used to be able to fill it up, Ben. I was deadly on the uh, wing three. I have a deadly sky hook. I play like a big man, but I'm a little guy. I was I was kind of the side. I could post a little, you know. My muscle and girth and wide shoulders <laughs> allowed me to post. But bully, um, bully some guys in the paint. Well, just I'd outmuscle them. There you go. That's what I would do. I like that. I like that. Term. I wouldn't score on my own team, but I would. You know, I I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. First motivational tech. I'm playing basketball in Farmville. I mean, that's a that's a hornet's nest for basketball. I was gonna say, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the motivational thing. Yeah. I was being a leader. You helped Dayron Sharp become the guy he is today, right? I guess right? so, yeah. Uh, ben Byram producing today's show. We say hello to him, as always. Hey, Ben. The best-sounding uh, voice in this uh, conglomeration today, in my opinion, is intern Courtney. Who's a, uh, look, I, I, we have great we, – we've had, ben, we've had a tremendous run of intern. You came from the intern crop? I sure did. Uh, we've had, uh, several who've just been excellent. Pilkington yeah. came from the intern. Let's not base Pilkington's performance on the intern. I mean, let's, you know, <laughs> put him a little further down the list, but I, I would say that, you know, by and large, we've had a good crop of intern. We've had a really, really nice crop of it. And that's something I wanted to do when I came back here with, let's get some interns in and let's, let's show them the business. And so we, we have intern Courtney who has emerged as one of my favorite all time. She's funny. She is something else. So, intern Courtney, come up to the microphone and just say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Now, Courtney is not putting on a front. That is her voice, and I assume it's gotten better. This is. This is the best it has been over the past few days. All right. Now, we're not going to have you talk because it actually sounds like it's painful. Intern Courtney. So, the first home game, Ben, we're sitting out there, and we ask intern Courtney, where are you going? Are you going to the game? No, I'm going to Sup Dogs. So that's where intern Courtney was going. That's kind of, and I'll look, that's kind of a veteran move. Intern Courtney's no first timer. I mean, she's been around Greenville for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Most people that are here that long are called doctor in school. But no, I'm kidding. Intern Courtney's on top of it. But um, she, she, you went to the game, right? You were a little questionable. And she said she had the time of her life. Like she's never been to a game before, but it was just a good game. You had fun, right? I'm glad somebody had fun at that game sitting in the stands on Saturday night. I haven't heard operations I've just haven't heard a whole lot of good things from anybody who went to the game, period. That's true, yeah. And I don't know if the natural inclination is for people just to bitch and moan or or what, but... No, I haven't heard one positive experience except for today when I talked to intern Courtney, to be quite honest with now you, you. What are you talking about? 
Just in terms of game day ops and the, oh. the performance on the field, not a lot of positive. All right, I'm talking. I'm like I'm talking the whole stem. Be somebody's going to complain about something. Exactly. Yeah. I actually heard a. I, I didn't hear this. I was told about this. There was a complaint that there was too much beer being served somewhere the other night. I heard the beer gardens in the upper level. There was there was too much beer, too much beer gardens, and not enough concessions. No, I didn't hear that last part. I just heard that somebody was complaining that there was. So I I didn't know if they were like a teetotaler. And they didn't want beer being served at the game, but I mean that ship's already sailed. Hey, I mean they adjusted. There was not enough beer in the first game, so oh, was, <laughs> well, there, <laughs> that was the there was an the overabundance game, yeah. of beer. Exactly, in the, yeah. I like the idea of having a brew watching the game. I, you know, I like that idea too. I, I don't, don't see a problem with. I'm it. Do, I don't uh, partake like I did as a younger man, but you know that's part of it's part of Americana is being able to have a brew and watch the game. Ben, you can't do that, so I don't know not what you're talking yet, about. Yeah. Well, Inter like Courtney's of age, right? She is. Yeah. Man. So Inter Courtney, did you have a brew while watching the game the other night? Yes, I did. All right, there we go. I love it. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Intern Courtney had a brew while watching the game. I can't think of anything more American. Can you? No. Not at all. So look, I want to give some flowers out first. Can I give some flowers out? Oh, okay. I'm gonna be interested to see who this is going to. <sighs> it pains me. God, it pains me. Oh my gosh, the Wolfies. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta, enough. I gotta give the flowers to the Wolfies here. And look, I'm no Wolfie fan. I kind of used to. I wouldn't say root, but I didn't root against NC State. Yeah. I always thought, okay, well, you know, I, I kind of feel for the pack a little bit. They're not really good at very much. They think they're great, but they're really not good at very much. Yeah. And then I just that that attitude of that they. I think they're really good at everything, even though they're not, just irked me. Yeah. And I became highly irked by the pack. And you see, so you know what I decided? I'm not rooting for them. They're right up there. They're not quite over the Tar Heels. Yeah. But they're right there at number two, solidly. Yeah. I don't like any of them. I'll always root against the pack <laughs> in every scenario as a fan. Our guy, intern, uh, former intern Matthew McCauley was there. He got to rush the field. I know. Like, yeah. That's another good intern we have, intern Matt. Yeah. Old Zach Morris. Yeah. He was preppy, wasn't he? So, um, it just, uh, I just, I can't tell you how excited I was when they missed the kick because they thought they were going to make the kick <laughs> and they missed it. And I just can't tell you how excited I was when they, when they missed the kick. And then when they went for two in the second overtime, and didn't get it. Yeah. Here's what I thought. You all deserve to lose. And I hope you do. <laughs> yeah. And damn, if Clemson's. Putrid offense. They are bad. That quarterback Whew. is You know not what? The Cornell should have figured out a way to stay and play quarterback. Because quarter <laughs> Cornell would be a better quarterback than this dude they got now. His name Ukulele. <sighs> Ukulele cannot play quarterback <laughs> at all. Hey, do we give a flower to the guy, the lone guy that had him voted as the number one uh, ACC preseason favorite? Well, I would imagine poll? that's the yeah. same guy who probably thought the Tar Heels were going to be in the playoff, yeah, I too. I guess so, yeah. So let's let's call the idiots the idiots. I mean, there was a scathing article written, and I we posted that. it on our social media. It was kind of funny. It kind of was. I mean, look, Mac Brown is the Cadillac man. He's, he's the ultimate used car salesman, and he sold that bill of goods to everybody in the media that they were going to be great. And they have, not only were they, not, they got their tail kicked on Saturday. Yeah, it was bad against Georgia Tech. Against, uh, who, yeah. do, who just doesn't have any dudes right now. Yeah. Tech doesn't have, it's not the guy, it's not 
uh, Jeff, what's his name's fault that they just don't have dudes. Yeah. The guy, it was the guy at Temple College, Jeff Collins. It's not Jeff Collins' fault that they, they just don't have dudes because exactly. they're going out of running that archaic triple option nonsense. And what was worse about that is UNC had a chance to be kind of the clear number one in the ACC, and they blew it with Clemson losing. So well, now look, it's probably the Wolfpack. The Atlantic Coast Conference will not be in the playoff this year I, I, unless something I, just I think major. that is a fair statement. I think and you're completely correct. I couldn't be happier. I honestly could not be happier. <laughs> I agree. Maybe the American Cincinnati's now really got a legitimate shot. Cincinnati's got probably the game of their season this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, they got Notre Dame. Notre Dame looked really good in dispatching of Wisconsin. That's At least defensively, one. yeah. And so, in my mind, Cincinnati wins that. I don't see how you can deny them if they don't stumble the rest of the way. There's going to be some cause for concern because they look very pedestrian against Indiana, who's, I mean, not not, not a well, bad team. But they were not at a Indiana at home. Indiana's a lot better than... I think people give them credit. Not a great team, though. I mean, I don't think an Indiana win grants you a college football player. No, but that's why the no. But but the yeah. no, but the Indiana loss could cost you. Yeah, I think so. Right. So I look. I'm of the opinion that yeah, that they win this and they don't stumble their toe down the stretch. They should be in the playoff. I I would say right now. On a neutral field, I I would like Cincinnati's chances against Oklahoma. I think so too. Oklahoma's had some near near losses. Talk about talk about just puttering offense. Like I was just puttering there. Puttering offense. In terms of the uh for the offensive genius. In terms of the powerhouses of college football, besides maybe Alabama, there's a lot of imitators. I mean, Ohio mm-hmm. State I think is clearly not it this year. I mean no. Oklahoma, Clemson, all those teams are imitators this year. They're I like Oregon though, Ben. Oregon is good. I'll give Oregon, Oregon is, is really, really good. good. They probably will get in this year. I think and they should get in. Almost guaranteed. They should get in. Oregon is really good. All right, let's get back to our game. Uh oh. Well, look. We have a, to talk about it. A win is a win. There's a lot of things I don't look. You got to execute. I don't think there was any execution there. You can legitimately, and I love Donnie Kirkpatrick. I, I think the play clawing at the end when you're trying to run this thing out was puzzling. Too conservative. See, I, th- I thought it, I thought they were trying to throw it too much. They should have run the football. Yeah. At the end, they were too conservative early, and then they got a little too cute at the end. I thought. Yeah. Okay. And I'll say this. I don't. I just don't think. What made Shane Carden this great quarterback was he got rid of the ball quickly. Shane, and that that helps ultimately. Right. That helps your offensive line. Shane I mean, Carden wasn't airing it out. Yeah. Like everybody, they just Lincoln Riley made a living. And. So I, I just was sitting there thinking this weekend while I was watching that, that there's a struggle to throw the ball downfield right now. Yeah. And I and I don't think it's the offensive line so much as it is it's just a it's a struggle to throw the ball downfield. That that would be the quarterback. Well, I've been saying that. I mean, we gotta find a way to get the ball out of his hands quickly. I don't know if that's a Holton deal or a Donnie K deal and did I guess they're trying to stretch the field or something, but I mean, clearly the offensive line isn't it and they they don't need to harbor all the blame like fans right. are kinda coming after him. Well, all I the think time, there's but... plenty of other play going other plays. Oh, yeah. I'm not hearing a whole lot of offensive line exactly. complaints outside I, of I don't a... think they're necessarily the major problem. Yes, they're an issue, but it would help if the quarterback could get the ball out a lot quicker than he does. And that's what he did in the fourth quarter against Marshall. Marshall. When you went up-tempo and got the ball out quickly, right. utilize your running backs a lot more. 
you saw a whole different offense, and that was an offense that could win games in this conference. This offense right now clearly ain't it. The other thing that disappoints me greatly is I didn't like all the post-play penalty, the the waving. You got an injured player, and there's a little bit of hijinks going. I, I yes. just I think, and I'm going to ask Coach Houston about this tomorrow. I mean, his mantra is discipline and toughness. Yeah, exactly. And I just I, I don't I've not seen a ton of discipline at times. Obviously, the players need to the players need to harbor the blame for that, but that ultimately like falls on Houston. That is getting your team disciplined and holding your team accountable well, for stuff like I that. Just, that I want to I want to hear him. what he had to say because you know he he brought it up in the post game. You were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I thought it was a joke. We, we got to get to Zoki. I love Zoke, but we got to get him off this second segment yeah, on Mondays because it's, it's just it's a it's a momentum stymieing thing. I feel like we're just getting heated up here, especially with the games we've been getting from Pirate Football. Right. Too uh, much to talk about. Not enough time. Yeah. Really is. Okay. So we are going to give away uh, some tickets. I wanted to do that. I tell you what we'll do. We got four tickets to give away to the game, and. A 94-3 the game t-shirt. Purple t-shirt. It's a handsome t-shirt. Uh, what do you want to do, Ben? Call or what? Five? Let's do call or five. 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263. Family four-pack of tickets coming your way to the game and a t-shirt. Uh, go ahead and call now. I'll tap dance a little bit so we can get the calls in. Because we got to call Zoke in the break. So it's 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. If you are a caller five, we will get, uh, you will win uh, tickets, four tickets, in fact, to uh, ECU Tulane this weekend and a 94-3 the game t-shirt. Who we got, Ben? Tell me who it is. We'll put them on right now. Throw them up there. It's a sir. All right, who we got? Yeah, put him, put him straight through. Who we got? Who we got? Turn the radio down. You got to turn the radio down. You can't listen on the radio. You got to listen on the phone. I'm going to go to the next caller. Yeah, <laughs> hey, this guy doesn't deserve it. Wow. Ben. Next caller. Next caller is on. Oh, my God. All right, we got another caller. All right, who we got here? Who is this? Here's another one. Hey, we got another All right. call. It doesn't matter. Moving on. We okay. All right, who we have here? You are going to be our our winner if you could tell us who this is. Hello. I guess everybody's asleep at the wheel. Oh my god! We'll find out during the break. All right, all right. So clear the lines. We'll try this again. We'll do it in the break. If we get the Zoke late, that's fine. Hold on, hold on. There's. Uh, I want to give this guy. A all right, you Let's find see. out who One it is time. off air and then tell me. Okay. All so right. talk to him off air and then tell me. Oh, all right. Two five two. You cleared all the lines. Two five two five six one game. 252-561-4263. Turn your radio down. Don't listen on the radio. Listen on the phone. Hey, this does give me a chance to remind you or, or to make something that we didn't get a chance to get to on Friday. Uh, we mentioned it on the pregame, but congratulations. The latest ECU Athletics Hall of Fame class announced. Bill Clark, uh, who is a former Pirate Club president, philanthropist. Bill Clark Holmes got in. Uh, Ruffin McNeil got in. It's good to have Coach Ruff. We're going to try to get Coach Ruff on here soon. Be a good week to get him after NC State won. He's up there helping Dave Doran's bunch, uh, which is a little bit of blasphemy. But uh, we love Coach Ruff, so we're happy to see him get in. And then uh, Tony Paisley, a softball player. Keisha Shepperson, a softball player. Jacob Smith, member of the uh, 59 NAIA National Championship swimming team. And uh, Kelly Wernert, 
uh, two-time all-conference volleyball player who's the first volleyball-specific ECU Hall of Fame player. All right, we got four tickets to the game. We've got a 94-3 the game T-shirt. Oh, it did. Okay. Uh, does that include the phones? Okay. So we've got issues right now. Everything just uh, everything went sideways there for a minute. So we'll uh, hop. Uh, we'll get Zoki here in just a minute. Uh, the East. The game time for the ECU UCF game was uh, also announced, which is uh, two weeks from um, this past Saturday. So coming up on the ninth. Uh, that is a 6 o'clock game now from Orlando. So we will be on the air from 3 to 5 that day with our uh, Pirate Game Day countdown for Bush Light. And uh, that will be coming your way uh, here uh, on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 the game. Uh, I believe that's going to be another ESPN Plus game. And uh, you can obviously listen to the game here on 94-3 the game and 107.9 WNCT. So the UCF game has been set. 6 o'clock kickoff from Orlando and uh, at the uh, Bounce House, I think is what they're calling it now, officially. And uh, we will have, uh, for you, coverage beginning that afternoon at uh, 3 o'clock. We've got a pirate report coming up as well. We'll get to Jim Zoki here un momento. And uh, we will continue to, uh, all right, we're good now. So we'll grab a break. We'll come back. All right. Phone line system issue, has that been resolved? I mean, it's completely like just okay. crash, not working. All right. Uh, ben will work on that, and when we can give you the tickets, we will let you know and uh, re-rack the callers there. We could hear the one guy, so obviously we could hear the audio back, but then after that, I think the calls just I'm not sure if they crash. can hear us or whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Okay. All right. Well, we'll break. Uh, stand by to dial on that. We'll get Zoki on the other side, and uh, we'll talk more here on that on the Patrick Johnson Show. Stay with us. This is Jim Zoki with the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I'll be talking the latest on the Panthers and around the NFL next on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Every Monday during the football season, join me, Jim Zoki, as I talk Carolina Panthers football and the latest from the NFL with Patrick Johnson right here on 94.3 The Game, Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. More of the Patrick Johnson Show right now. There are only a handful of uh, undefeated NFL teams right now, and the Panthers are one of them. Uh, Jim Zoki, Carolina Panthers. Radio Network uh, joining us uh, here. Panther Talk tonight coming up at 7 o'clock. Also, uh, quick mention that the Mike Houston radio show comes your way at 6 o'clock right here on 94.3 The Game, uh, live from Logan's. But uh, right now to Jim Zoki, who is uh, getting ready for the uh, big shoe tonight. Uh, Panthers making a little bit of uh, waves today by making a move, right? They did. They went and got a former top 10 Pick C.J. Henderson uh, from Jacksonville, trading Dan Arnold, but it's breaking up the Sam Darnold-Dan Arnold combination. And uh, needed a cornerback, obviously, with the injury to J.C. Horn, who was placed on injured reserve today. Panthers feel like they got a good football team at 3-0. and Don't want to let that get away from them. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I like that. It. it was a nice, uh, aggressive move by Scott Fitterer. Do you think that... Uh... Arnold uh, angered someone? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just one of the things you had to do. 
Let's to, look at you. Just try to create that talk show controversy. Yeah. That you do. Did Dan Arnold anger someone? Is the, no. Uh, let me ask you this though: Is it Trimble time? Is it is it Trimble time now in Carolina? Absolutely. That's why I, I think that the confidence level in him has everything to do with it. Because um, Ian Thomas has yet to show much of anything. So again, so I think uh, Trimble's the guy. And I, th- I anticipate they'll you know bring in some kind of a blocking tight end, whether it's somebody that's on the practice squad or from elsewhere. So mm-hmm. uh, they, they do need uh, that blocking element that Dan Arnold provided. So I think that's more easily addressed though than a starting cornerback. So I think you look for that at some point. Okay. Well, that uh, that is the case here. So J.C. Horn, obviously that's a long-term situation, quite obviously. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's uh, Hartsfeld too. So a couple of valuable pieces back there. What do you think, Jim Zoki, that uh, C.J. Henderson, because let's face it, it hasn't exactly been uh, the smoothest of sailing in Jacksonville. Uh, can he sort of find a, a second wind or a new life? I think so. You know, he was injured half their games last year. In fact, he was injured last week and didn't play for Jacksonville, the groin injury. So he may not even be available this week uh, to play for Carolina. But they look at this as a young guy that was a top 10 pick that, is worth waiting if it has happened to turn out this way two weeks or three weeks to get him up and running. But, um, yeah, I think uh, he brings a physical corner that could do a lot of what J.C. did, which is that bump and run cover, uh, kind of a corner. So um, they wanted somebody that would fit the style of what they're doing. So I do. I think it blends right in and he'll bounce back and be, uh, yeah, we'll get the best, ver- as long as he's healthy, we'll get the best version of yeah. whatever he is. Do you, Jim, uh, I mean, how much really uh... – Pat's on the back here, and how much credit should Scott Fitterer be getting for, I guess, the willingness to, you know, make a move like they made with Darnold? I mean, certainly things had not gone well there, and that's that seemingly has worked out through three games. We have a long way to go, I know, but you're going now to get a a, a guy who, uh, uh, you know, I think a, a lot of young talent. However, a guy that is not, uh, is, like we said, it's just not worked out so far. So. I mean, this is not, uh, it's kind of a breath of fresh air in a way with Fitterer, isn't it? It is. I think, you know, he's aggressive in his approach. You'll usually see a lot of player for player trades, and you'll see a lot of trades. And when you do, it's usually for draft picks. Um, but I think, you know, they, they know what they're looking for as far as the type of player. And when they're available at a fair price, they'll at least inquire. I do know they did not want to give up Dan Arnold in this trade. That was. Not something they were looking to do, but that was what Jacksonville demanded in the trade, and enough, enough to them that that's what they wanted to do was to get the cornerback was trade one of their tight ends. Will you watch the Cowboys game tonight? Since that's who the Panthers' next opponent is, I will. I mean, there's is there one of those ninety day fiance shows on competing with it because I, uh, I've got to fight. Oh well, no, you, look, in my house. your your show below deck Mediterranean is on okay. tonight. Now, we DVR it and watch it on Tuesdays in the Johnson abode. But uh, so I'm, below- battling my, I'm battling myself on that one. Right. Sandra's not really as big of a fan of that. She likes the, she likes the TLC stuff, the 90 Day right. Deontay's and all that. So really, this is more of an inner battle for me to decide what I'll watch. I like your idea of maybe recording it on, having it on Tuesday since there's no right. Tuesday football, unless the Mac is playing on Tuesday. Right. I don't know. Ben, check and see if there's any Maction this week. I don't think there is. <laughs> But, Good for you for knowing the term Mac. Yes, but here's here's what I, so on the on Monday on Tuesdays we watch the below deck med from the night before, right? And then on Wednesdays, okay. Wednesdays 
uh, we'll watch the uh, the American Crime Story impeachment thing about the whole Clinton thing. Ooh. Ben says, Get by the way, yeah, by the way, Ben says Friday. And then by Thursday, okay, Jim, I'm wiped out and I need a nap. I need to go to bed early. So I, I you know, that. Yeah, that's a lot. You got to pace yourself. It's like Christian McCaffrey, 30 touches. For you, you got to monitor your TV viewing, keep it reasonable. All right, so let's let's go there since you went there. The great Jim Zoki is on with us uh, here. <laughs> How big in a hurry, Jim, should the Panthers be to get CMC back in the lineup? Well, I think they got to be smart about it. The schedule's so long with 17 games, so I think whatever it is, you just got to be mindful that a hamstring is a recurring type of an injury. So. Um, this kind of, they didn't put him on IR, which would have been a three-game minimum, which says that means they have some hope that it'll be less than three weeks. Mm. So, yes, yeah, sounds about right. As long, and I would think when they bring him back, it won't be the 30 touches kind of thing at first when he comes back, just to make sure. By the way, uh, not only tonight will you get a look at the Panthers' next opponent on Monday Night Football, the next two opponents, because the uh, Panthers will be hosting the Eagles uh, a, right. uh, on this the 10th. Like advanced scouting here. A little bit of advanced scouting. Then the Vikings and the Giants, then those pesky Falcons. So there you go. That's, I, you know, I'm not going to say this has been uh, the most challenging schedule, but this this does set up fairly decent for the Panthers if they can stay healthy and keep everything going, though, right? At least to get off to a nice. It start. is funny it's the way they're playing, the way the defense is playing, the way Darnold is playing. That, um, you know, you look at some other games before the season, we get go, wow, that's going to be tough, and this is going to be tough. Like Dallas on the road, it's not an easy game. But now you look at it and go, okay, I can see them winning that without as much difficulty as I thought. You never think that they can't win. But you kind of look at it and go, that doesn't look as imposing as it did right. uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. So things like that, I think, are, are good positive signs about the way Carolina's playing. Okay. Uh, I th- I'm sure Ben has a question for you. Uh, Jim, something that really kind of surprised me in the Thursday night game is that we never saw any action from A.J. Bouye. From what I understand, he served a suspension. I think even Matt Rule said we will see him play. That never even came into fruition, even when our, our, I guess you could say our number two corner in J.C. Horn went down. Instead, they played Rashawn Melvin. What is the current status of A.J. Bouye? And even with this C.J. Henderson trade, will we see him in action next week? Yes, he will play this week. Uh, Coach said that at his uh, press conference today. He'll play. He's not sharing or divulging if he's starting or what his role will be, if he'll be uh, a nickel or whatever. I think some of that is dependent on you know what C.J. Henderson is able to do because C.J. Henderson may or may not play this week just because he's new. But I think last week, I mean, A.J. just came off the suspended list. He hadn't been able to practice. They had a short practice week. So he essentially had one practice. Uh, and then they had the game on Thursday, so traveling Wednesday. So I think the schedule caught them more than anything last week about him not playing. Ben, you got anything else? Yeah, just one more quick question. Um, how confident are you in Chuba Hubbard? kind of carrying the load with Christian McCaffrey out. I know Chuba, he's kind of been a guy, and the action we've seen from him so far, he's been very boomer bust. How confident are you in the Canadian track star, Chuba Hubbard? I think he'll be a part of it. I don't think he has to shoulder all of it. Nobody's going to fill all the shoe that is Christian McCaffrey. So I think Royce Freeman will have a lot to say in that. Um, I think, you know, the passing game will uptick. Like people just talk about, you know, Robbie Anderson has not gotten very many passes thrown his way. I think you can see it like a lot of more uh, – maybe like uh, wide receiver screens and bubble screens and things that are safe throws that are, like we always like to say, like running plays, these short pass plays. So I think they'll kind of compensate in that way. And uh, I would not be shocked if they don't bring up Rodney Smith from the 
practice squad because they had confidence in him. He played well last year. He was just dinged up at the end of training camp. So I could see Rodney Smith coming in and having a little bit of a three-headed approach at, at running back with those three guys and then kind of, again, featuring the pass game with some shorter passes. Jim Zoki, hear him tonight on Panther Talk on 94, or rather, uh, Talk 103.7 WTIB, Panthers and Cowboys. Uh, on Sunday, 12 o'clock airtime, 1 o'clock kick. Uh, you can check out the Panthers' next two opponents tonight on Monday Night Football. Have you watched the Manning Brothers thing yet, Zoke? Yes, big fan of that. I enjoy I, it. I, I don't really watch like all it. Of it because I yeah. can't do like four quarters of it, but I'll, right. I'll watch like a good half hour, 45 minutes of it, and uh, I enjoy it. But I, I don't know if people watch the an entire game like that. It gets exhausting, but I do enjoy it, though. I think they do, it's a great job on you, that. You know, the numbers like skyrocketed from week one to week two. And I'm like you, I think like about a a little 15 minute chunks or maybe 30 minutes or a quarter is a good bit of viewing for that. But they, Peyton is, no wonder they wanted Peyton for television. He's awesome. He'd be great. He's awesome. And (laughs) Eli gives you just enough though. Like I love the football talk because that's really inside wonky football stuff. I love that. I like when they had Brett Favre on last week and Eli was sharing the story about how he hopped the fence and was going to go into Brett Favre's uncle's bar, and Brett Favre told him to come hang out, and then he decided he was underage, he didn't want to get in trouble, so he went back to where his buddy was and jumped the fence and left. So just the fact that Eli sat there and kind of told this this homespun story that took like five minutes while also calling the football game I thought was a nice combination in addition to the, the football talk stuff they do. I heard a great Eli story that he told this summer that he mistook George Strait for, like he introduced himself to George Strait, like he didn't claims he didn't recognize George Strait because it was after a concert. He'd gotten primo seats at the George Strait concert and was going backstage, <laughs> and like didn't realize it was George Strait that he was talking to. He was going to wait and do the toast with the tequila when George got there. Well, it was George Strait asking him, and if you can get the marbles out of Eli's mouth, he's okay. <laughs> now I think the George Strait story that. was tolerable because that was a, it was a radio interview I heard, and I think it was heavily edited to speed the damn thing up a little bit, but. I love that. I, yeah. I love those Eli Manning, like that kind of mouth half open thing he's got where he just kind of like has this blank look. And uh, it's just something kind of, I don't know, it's like the anti-Payton because Payton's always got something witty to say. And yeah. Eli just feels you just feel like the, the wheels are, are churning. He's, he's trying to think of something. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Jim. We appreciate it. Take care. All right. I'll be here next Monday if you need me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jim Soakey. Jim was at the construction site or something. It sounded like they were building something in the background. All right, speaking of what's the situation with the phones? Obviously, we just talked to Zoko. Did we reset them in that commercial? I think the callers are just not cooperating with us, to be quite honest. So turn your radio down. We're going to try this one more time. Ben, let's let's do this. Okay. Let's figure out who the winner is. All right. We'll come back out of commercial. You'll do your update. Then you'll kick it to me for the pirate report. I can do that, yeah. But we will. We're doing this all over again. We're all giving right. you. We're giving these people a mulligan. Two five two five six one game. We're giving away four tickets to the Bloomin' Game this weekend. All you got to do is talk on the phone. All you got to do is say, "Hey, I'm the caller." <laughs> so we're gonna do. Call, we're gonna make this much more simple. Caller three. Two five two five six one game. Two five two five six one four two six three. And you'll get a ninety four three the game shirt. It's a purple T shirt. You can wear it to the game Saturday afternoon because it's like a purple day that day no gold out paint no white out it's painted purple day all right caller three four tickets to the game two five two five six one game 
252-561-4263. You'll be a winner if you call. We'll be back with an update from Ben and more next. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. So this is weird. Apparently, like we called out to Zoki, heard us, no problem. We got barraged with a bunch of callers, right? Did, and did. for some reason, they cannot hear. If you call us, you can't hear us. But if we call you, you can apparently hear us. Yeah, I, I, That's I weird. have no idea what's going on here. Because we, I think they were trying to get the phone numbers from. So if you've called these two times, we apologize. But we've got something uh, haywire going on where, and it's odd. But it just happens. Well, I mean, this phone system, I'm going to go in and call some people out. should have been fixed a long time ago. (laughs) I mean, we barely even have a phone in here. It's odd that that would happen, though, that we call out to somebody and it's fine, but somebody calls us and it's, uh, we can't, they can't hear us. Yeah. That's weird. All right. Well, is what it is. We'll we'll endeavor to give away tickets uh, tomorrow. Maybe we'll get a real phone here soon. We'll just get it fixed. We'll figure it out and get it fixed. But that's uh, obviously uh, our apologies on that. Should have been, uh, shouldn't be that difficult. But uh, hey, we'll uh, give it a go tomorrow here and, and plan to give away tickets maybe even through Friday. Who knows? We can now move it back a day and, and do that on Friday. Because as long as they can get by here and pick up the tickets Saturday morning, they'll be able to go. Because there are people in the building Saturday morning. Is that right? There is, yeah. Usually, right? Okay. Uh, let's, uh, you got an update? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Gosh. Here's Ben with an update before our, uh, pirate report. Thanks, Patrick. We start for pirate football as they survive improved to two and two on the season after a nail biting 31 to 28 win over SDS opponent, Charleston Southern. Stay tuned immediately following our show for the Mike Houston Show live from Logan's Roadhouse as he talks about the victory over Charleston Southern and previews all the action against Tulane. Moving on elsewhere in college football, AP released their top 25 for week five of the college football season. Only one team out of the American cracked the top 25 in Cincinnati. It was ranked seventh with a little over 1,000 votes. Another AAC team who received, AAC, AAC team received votes but didn't quite make the list included SMU who had a 44 votes. Two teams from the state made the top 25 in NC State ranked 23rd after their upset win over Clemson and Wake Forest were ranked 24th. From the NFL, the Carolina Panthers have traded their tight end Dan Arnold and a third-round pick for 2020 first-round pick C.J. Henderson and a fifth. Henderson had become unhappy with the Jags a few months ago and had demanded a trade. Panthers head coach Matt Rule says that he's thrilled they got the trade done and that he strongly considered drafting Henderson last year. Meanwhile, the Panthers have placed rookie corner J.C. Horn on IR for a broken foot. His surgery will potentially be season-ending and running back Christian McCaffrey is expected to return within three weeks. After a historically bad performance against the Browns on offense, Bears head coach Matt Nagy said in a press conference earlier today that all three of his quarterbacks, rookie Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, and Nick Foles, will be considered for the start next week against the Lions. Former All-Pro receiver Josh Gordon plans to sign with the Chiefs after being reinstated into the league. 
After being admitted to a hospital after yesterday's game against the Chargers due to dehydration, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid has been released from said hospital. is expected to be back to get to work tomorrow. And wrapping up from the NBA, Zion Williamson underwent offseason surgery on a broken foot. The Pelicans are optimistic that he'll be ready for the season opener. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I've been Bob, not back to you, P-Man. All right, uh, thanks, Ben. Let's do today's uh, Pirate Report, shall we? And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, this is uh, Coach Houston in the postgame Saturday night. Thoughts on the game against Charleston Southern, the narrow three-point win. Well, that ended up being an exciting one. Um, You know, first half, you know, certainly don't want to start the game the way we did in the first quarter. Uh, you know, proud of the guys and the way they battled back in the second quarter and got the lead at the halftime. Um, you know, a little frustrated with some things uh, there in the second half. Uh, but you know, a, a, a veteran coach once told me, "Don't ever, don't ever forget to celebrate a win." You know, so glad to get the win. Uh, you know, certainly uh, hats off to Charleston Southern on playing uh, a, a great ball game. Uh, and I'll tell you that the quarterback and I, I asked I asked him and the coach both I said where was that last week, you know he looked like a completely different player um, and you know he looked like a guy that can really you know make a lot of things happen with his arm and his legs but uh, you know very very impressed with the way they played tonight uh, you know they they've got a chance if they can if they can build on that to have a to have a great year but uh, you know my main concern is us um, you know we've got some things we obviously got to get corrected uh, probably the biggest thing I get get corrected is. You know, they need to listen to me and not uh, everybody else. Uh, and I said it all week. I started with it on Tuesday with our, with our meeting. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you have to get hit in the mouth before you, before you listen. And uh, so hopefully it was a great learning lesson for us. Uh, it's always easier to learn uh, when you get a win uh, because, you know, you, you don't win that one, and that's, that's tough now. So No, it's, <laughs> you don't win that one, that's not good. I can only imagine. Hey, key to the game. We want to talk T-Cops key to the games. It was Charleston Southern's kicker. He missed three field goals. That could have easily been a difference maker. Yeah, Pirates had a pick six, too. But, you know, you also could – Mitchell probably had another touchdown run, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean – It's not good. <laughs> when you when you would have, could have, should have, stuff like that, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, th- that goes both ways. Yeah. Because, I mean, there were – like, again, Mitchell should have had another touchdown. It would have been – yeah, you know, then then let's just assume that. So, I mean, point is that, that if you had that other touchdown, the margin, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, though, it's an FCS opponent. Like what no, happened I, out I, there Saturday? I was get unacceptable. it. I get it. it. It 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 was very frustrating. But you know, you there's there's a million plays you could say if they'd gone this way or that way. Um, a question asked about, uh, I guess, the fan turnout, which, I mean, the fan turnout was really good. I was impressed on Saturday. Uh, this is uh, Coach Houston talking about that. Thankful for the fan base and the way they turned out, and the student section in particular. It's great to have fans back in back in the stadium and the student section in the Boneyard uh, was rocking tonight and, uh, and, and just so, so thankful to have Pirate Nation back with us. Uh, this is uh, his thoughts on the way that the offense and Holt Naylor's played. Well, you know, they, they just they couldn't get that tempo going last week. You know, we had not seen them go that fast in the first two ball games. Um, you know, they played very well against the Citadel in week one, uh, then did not play well last week, uh, but then played, you know, lights out tonight. 
Um, so I think it's I think it's a deal where when they're when they're firing on all cylinders, they're a pretty potent offense. Um, and I just like I said, the quarterback made a lot of plays tonight. All right, so that was that was the Charles. Okay. Well, that was Charleston Southern that he was talking. About. Jack Chambers. Well, just for future reference. Yep. Still put that on the list here. Uh, all right, uh, this is the Pirate offense. This is C.J. Johnson who finished with three catches, a score, and 95 yards. And this is Coach Houston on him. Yeah, I mean, that's, if you give him a crease, you know, he's going to make something happen. So he did a great job tonight uh, as, a, as a big play right there to get us on the board. You know, we needed, we needed to get the momentum back, and, you know, he was really the one that uh, gave us the spark. Uh what was it, Ben? You were in there, so tell me what the genesis of this one was. The players staying on the same page. Is this more of that? Don't listen to the outside noise. Yeah, Let's... it's more of that. Crap. Okay, all right. Let me hear that. Um, there's 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 a, there's a lot of things that are frustrating to me, but uh, it's you know that's that's what we gotta we gotta do our jobs. You know we we've gotta get get the things corrected. Um, we've gotta coach them. Uh, they've gotta stay on the same page with us. You know when 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 you got players that, that maybe start trying to think they know a little bit more than everybody else and that's when you get in trouble and that's frustrating so we all you know we all gotta be on the same page see that right it's it's always interesting this is you can learn a lot about what is going on with this program by just that comment which was pretty direct in a way well he's got to start holding guys accountable then if that's the case i don't think they are well who knows but i'll tell you this that is an interesting comment and I think goes back to this team kind of came out thinking this was going to be a walk in the park, and obviously it wasn't. And Charles the Southern wasn't going to quit. I said before the season that this group had to figure out how to to win games. By the way, I wanted to get to the the Chancellor interview today because I thought that was awesome. Uh, but I just I don't think we're going to have time to get to it today, unfortunately. And. So we'll try to maybe figure that out. That might be part of tomorrow's show. Do you have that in the folder where I, I sure do? Yeah, let's. We might make that part of tomorrow's show because I I, I just was impressed by uh, Philip Rogers. And we need a homegrown guy like him, especially to lead this kind of. Yeah, university. you know, I, I I think he's the right. I haven't always agreed with that line of thinking, but I think he's the right person in this situation. He's perfect in this situation, and he cares. So I, that's just. And like I said, I mean, he's an actual ECU football fan. It's not like you've got somebody that he wants to be here, right? He's and not I, parlaying this into a career right. elsewhere. And I think that's really awesome. And I was impressed with him. All right, um, Coach Houston was asked where the team currently stands. I can't wait to hear this. Well, I mean, you got two close wins. You got you know one extremely close loss, and you know another one that was a you know thirteen point game, fourteen point game. So um, two and two is better than. You know, some of the alternatives, you know, I wish it was three and one. But, uh, you know, two and two going into conference plays a, a good start, um, especially considering, you know, it, it is a challenging preseason schedule with some of the teams we've played. Um, but, you know, big ball game next week. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll enjoy this one tonight, and then we got to get, start getting ready for Tulane tomorrow. All right, we're going to have more from Coach Houston, obviously, at six. But I think tomorrow there's a lot of things to talk to him about. Uh, let's give this – got time to work these last two in. Uh, the discipline issues within the team. Um, I guess talk about the penalties, after snap penalties. All right, go ahead and uh, hit that. Very frustrated with the penalties. I mean, it's – my teams have never been ones that have post-snap penalties, and that's just something that, 
you can't have. It's self-inflicted. It's, it's usually lack of discipline, um, and that's something that uh, is something that's very serious to us. We talk about it all the time. Um, certainly had some composure issues right there tonight, and it's, it comes from some selfishness. And so it's you got to fix it. You got to decide what's more important. You know, you are the team. So um, you know, we'll get those fixed. Um, you know, the third down conversions. You know, we want to take a look at uh, take a look at the situations. You know, usually when you do a good job on first and second down, that's when third down's better. So you know, we want to take a look at the film before making too many too many rash judgments on that. All right, um, we'll get more on this for Coach tomorrow. Uh, let's break. We'll come back, wrap up the show for this uh, for this Monday, and uh, we'll uh, get you set for the rest of the programming tonight here and on uh, 103.7 as far as the Panthers go. We'll be back. All right, uh, wrap it up. Monday night football tonight. Who's the favorite, Ben? I'm just going to go off the top of my head, maybe the Cowboys. Yeah, because they're at home. Yeah. Eagles aren't that good. Probably by not. Probably by, I don't think it's going to be by a lot either. Maybe no. like a field goal, a touchdown. Boy, the boys stole one last weekend. They sure did. They yeah. stole one last weekend. So. I don't think they're as good as everybody says they are. I mean, they're not. Clearly. They're clearly not contenders. But they, they did steal one. Uh, speaking of uh, kicks to win a game, did you see Tucker's kick? Oh, I sure did. I Woo! sure did. What, 66 yards? 66 yards. That's the NFL record. To win the game. To win the game. That's the most Lions way. Never mind that it bounced. Never never mind that. (laughs) The most Lions way to lose a game. The bounce was, yeah. Yeah. The bounce was. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Uh, I feel bad for Lions fans. They were so excited until that kick. Place was the roof was about to blow off the place. I thought Tampa looked a little pedestrian yesterday. Tampa did look pedestrian. I I would say this the Rams looked pedestrian at the beginning too, but clearly they figured it out and got going but both teams didn't look great from the no jump. but i mean that that whole going west thing yeah probably caught up to him a little bit I guess. exactly yeah even though it wasn't like at midnight or anything yeah you know what i'm saying ravens and chiefs kind of look pedestrian to me so who knows maybe we're getting a shift in the nfl here too early to tell ah, boy the panther schedules hey it, it reminds me soft, of the super bowl it? year we had a soft schedule in the super bowl year so maybe we can uh, i mean look same thing at the end of the day, as long as you win the game. Yeah. Hey, look, everybody's groaning and moaning about Saturday. And, I mean, ECU could have and certainly probably should have played better. But you did win. and We don't get a lot of those. We're not well, I mean, them. it's just not – got to appreciate the wins as you can. Look, they're sitting here two and two. That's where a lot of people had them. Talked about this last Monday. We said we would be happy with it and okay with it. So And, and nobody is. That's what's just so amazing, you know. Yeah, I know. Personally, I'm you're, not. You're so, two yeah. and two. You just don't like how they got to two and two, but that's where they are right now. And look, four-point favorite is Tulane. That's tough. It's going to be tough on Saturday. really is. That That is the make or break of the season, perhaps, Saturday. Uh, the Mike Houston Show is next. Panther Talk on 103.7 TIB, WTIB at 7 o'clock, and we'll talk to you tomorrow with Coach Houston, the Houston Huddle.